You're listening to Jeff is Moody. The Jeff is Moody show is, uh, it's a uh, guilty pleasure. It's an escape. No matter what you're doing, it's a way for you to get away for those particular hours. I bring reality. I bring comedy. I bring seriousness, news, motivation. I do what I do. But no matter what I do, it's always Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, family, welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show. This is your destination for reality, comedy, seriousness, motivation, news, entertainment, interviews, and every damn thing else. I have one job. That is to give you the real. And I guarantee you that I will always give you the real. The Jeffers Moody Show. I am here. I am ready. I am unfiltered. I am adult only. And I am doing this for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. So fam, let's go. Oh, well, here we are, youngin. Here we are. The last episode of the Jeff is Moody show for 2019, young Sean. Oh, I'm ringing the bell early. I'm ringing it all show long. What's this, episode 44? 45? What is it? What is it? I'll find out in a second. You you, you know, youngin', we ain't miss one. We ain't miss a beat. The whole year, we grew the show. We kept it moving. We never took a dip in electricity or excitement or passion. We kept it quality. And we always let it be known we appreciate the fam, youngin'. Family, this is the last one for 2019. Now, y'all continue to listen every week now because, listen, we're always going to have a new first segment more than likely, all right? That's even even on uh, hiatus. But then after that, we're going to be giving y'all some of the best of. We're going to be giving y'all some of the, the throwback podcasts from Mr. Moody's Neighborhood for 2016 and all that. They are still crushing today. So, Young Sean, with that being said, it's been a hell of a job. It's been a hell of a year. And the work ethic has now been proven. We are what we are, young boy. So let's do this again. Are you okay, youngin'? Life good? School good? Mom good? Dad good? You got your Kool-Aid. Well, young Sean, for the last new show of the year, let's, let's... Let's go head on and give them what they used to. Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I see you, I see you. Thank you, thank you. All my people over there, and over there, and over there, at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and of course, ReachOneNetwork.com. 
For all of my iPhone and iPad users, please download that free Beat Break 87 FM app for your iOS devices in your app store. And to all of my beautiful Android family, we are hoping by 2020 the app will work smoothly for you also because Android is awesome. Contact me on Instagram family at the Jeff is Moody show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to 678-386-5331. If you want to hit DJ Naturel up to salute her for her ATL traffic mix, hit her up at DJ Naturel. That is on all social media. Naturel with an E. DJ N-A-T-U-R-E-L. Young Sean, hold on. Hold on. I see this, man. We ain't going out like that, bruh. I'll fix that quick. We on it. We on it. Ladies and gents, I will be your pilot for this three-hour flight. So kick back. Relax if you can. Even if you cannot, I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to Jeff is Moody while you're on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. What would I do without my drivers? My long distance drivers, my UPS guys, my people dropping their kids uh, off at school, my, 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 my commuters, you know, people that listen to the show while they on vacation. We, we, we were coming back from vacation and Uncle JC and I uh, checked out the Jeff is Moody show on the way back. What would I do without y'all? That's why the numbers can never tell a true story, young Sean. We were sitting in the car. Two of us were listening, but it could have potentially been five. You know, we just had our headphones on because of some of the content. I love y'all drivers. Y'all mean the world to me. But you know who else I love besides my drivers? I want to give one love to all my family who listen while you work or play. And you choose the Jeff is Moody show. Whether you're in the gym, in the house, wherever you are, if you're listening, I thank you. Now, before I get into uh, to today's show, the last all brand new show for 2019. I just want to tell y'all about the foolery of New Year's resolutions because I don't want us to keep going around in this circular cycle of bullshitting ourselves around and then letting ourselves down every year. I want to deprogram us from these dates that society and men and women that we never met before have given us that, that to make us react upon a date. Thanksgiving, Valentine's, it's Teacher's Day, it's Mother's Day, it's Father. All of these dates when we're supposed to be doing things consistently. You know why I don't give a damn about a lot of dates because I do the same thing consistently. The, the calendar date of Mother's Day don't mean much to me. I celebrate my mama year round. These dates don't mean much to me. Valentine's Day means shit to me. Young Sean, it don't mean a damn thing to me. Celebrate my queen year round. And I want to get into these resolutions. I Listen, family. New Year's resolutions for most of us is a scam. We go through this every year. So so I want to get this straight. So you figured that this coming year of 2020 is the year that you're going to do all the things that your ass should have been doing in 2019 and before. 
But we're so programmed to do things and celebrate things when we're told that you decided you pissed the other months away and get a fresh start for 2020. Even though you realized in July that there's something you needed to be better about yourself, you said, I'm going to wait till 2020 because that's when I'm supposed to do my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm a New Year's resolution type of person. That's when I'm supposed to do it. Uh, young Sean, I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> Probably because it's the last show and I don't care. Oh, let's talk about these resolutions, family. Play that Dilla. You see, the gyms will be crowded. Cheaters will not cheat for 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 as long as as, as that goes. People that abuse certain things will not abuse them. Smokers will put cigarettes down. Alcoholics will put some of the liquor down. Uh, filthy people will be clean. Liars will tell the truth. And we will all do this based on what? We would do it based on the fact that somebody put a date on the calendar and somebody made up a thing that says, with the new year, out with the old, in with the new. Well, let me ask you a question. Isn't every day of your life new? Shouldn't every day of your life be a fucking resolution? Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking those of you that stick to your guns for January the 1st. I'm just asking you, why you got to wait till January the 1st? This is December the 2nd. Why can't you start right now? There's something that you know you need to be doing and you're waiting for motherfucking 28 or 29 days to, to get it done? God damn it almost got me choking on my spit, young Sean. Hold on, let me uh, move my mic back. I'm already on one. Uh, play that Dilla. Shit. Got to move the mic a little bit. Y'all know what I'm saying? You know, I, I get a little reckless like this and, and the mic, the mic kind of get out of line. But family, seriously, that's all I'm asking y'all. You know, every, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you all the truth. 90% of people that I see do resolutions, they never stick to them. Never. And I'm one of those guys that's analytical and I pay attention to everything. Let me tell you all something, family. Do it right now. Do it now. Stop waiting for these calendars. I, you see couples that, that argue like cats and dogs all year. And then on motherfucking Valentine's, all of a sudden it's love and chocolates and out the dinner. You know, hey, I'll beat your ass. I'll beat your ass tomorrow. I'll cheat on you tomorrow. I'll damage your self-esteem tomorrow. I'll talk about you like shit tomorrow. I'll do all these things tomorrow before the day, because we've been told, we've been told, Today is a day of love. You really need that kind of instruction? Uh, 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 doesn't that explain why, why this motherfucking ignorant ass American population needs people to tell them who to vote for rather than doing their own research? Doesn't it explain why we so easily led? Doesn't it explain why you can't come out the house without a Gucci or a Nike or Adidas or a Fendi or a Beamer or a Ben? Doesn't it explain it all? 
You need the new year to make you great. You can be great today. You can, you can continue it throughout the new year. That's all I'm saying. Big up to all of you that got your new year's thing popping off. But I'm going to tell you, fuck them resolutions. And fuck these days that determine when it's time for me to be a family man or a father or a son or a husband or a citizen or a plant clean the earth day. Don't let a period. Huh. Educators day. Like our educators don't deserve praise each and every goddamn day of the year for not only educating your children, but being their mothers and fathers when their mothers and fathers are not around. For mentoring them and actually caring about them and going in their pockets to supply their classrooms in the richest fucking country in the world. You need a day for that. You needed a day to say thank you for that. Oh yeah, young Sean, I'm on it. Play that Dilla. Shit. I came in on one, I'm going to go out on one. Y'all think about that. If resolutions work for you and you stick to them year-round, then you don't actually need to make resolutions. That means that you're a year-round person. That make any sense? Young boy, that makes sense to you, nephew? I thought it did. All right. You know, know, I'm just helping you out. I don't want to offend nobody. Just trying to help y'all out a little bit, you know? Here's what we have for you today on the Jeff is Moody show family. We are leaving you for the year as we came with solid talk, real talk, comedy, seriousness, uh, motivation and good music. Nothing different. No bells and whistles. Well, we got a bell, you know, nothing over the top, nothing crazy for, for the end of 2019. Cause you know what? I'm saving all that for 2020. Uh, so what do we have today? We have a random question segment for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We have gym news. We got dumb shit news for you today. We got Just Ask Jeff today. We got the FB post of the week today. We got the world's most trifling people in the polar opposite of trifling for you today. And of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give you all that. What? That's right, fam. Moody Motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. And today, I'm going to talk to you about how family is who loves. Did y'all hear me? Family is who loves. Yeah, because water can be just as thick as blood sometimes, and I'm going to explain it. Then, of course, fam, from 5 o'clock or so till 6 p.m., we have the ATL traffic mix with the beautiful and talented DJ Naturel. Ring the bell for my baby sis. You will be hearing a lot more of her in 2020. We have all that and more for you today, fam. It's the last episode, the last all-brand-new episode of the Jeffers Moody Show for 2019. And it's a packed show as usual, so get ready for this three-hour flight. Because verbal raw dog season is in full effect and fam before we get up out of here i want to say one more thing and i may say this repeatedly throughout this show if you have referred this show if you have listened to this show with consistency if you have appreciated what you hear from this show with all due respect to everybody on this on this outstanding network to all due respect to to us all Everybody work hard. 
I am I am unlike any other animal. I'm not saying I'm the best or worst. I'm not talking about competition-wise. I'm just saying what I give you is me. That's why I don't like missing a day. Because in my life, I try to be consistent. That's what I try to bring to the table here. If you have recognized that, if you have seen it, if you have appreciated it, I, I won't be able to say thank you enough, but let me tell your ass something. 2020, I'm coming like goddamn Jim Kelly. Y'all remember Jim Kelly and shit? I'm coming like Jim Kelly. More passion, more comedy, more realness. That's all I want to say. Thank y'all because I really can't thank y'all enough. Verbal Raw Dog Season, it's in effect, it's going on right now. And Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show family on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. And fam, it's time for a little bit of Moody Motivation. And I want to talk to you today about my theory that family is simply the ones who love you. You know, I I, I know there's a biological science behind family, hence the term blood relatives. And and I get that in family, biological family is oh so important. Um, I'm so blessed on both sides of my family, my mother's and my father, to have a loving family, to have a strong bond on both sides. But there's more more family than just who's born out of whose womb and who's related to who and who's auntie and who's cousin. And family is who loves you regardless. You know, um, over the weekend we came back from taking a, a much needed break and we decided to to cruise out to the Bahamas and um, it was Mrs. Moody it was baby Moody it was uh, Uncle JC Auntie Paulette and it was my big brothers Mike and Butch now I want you guys to all listen to the titles I gave all of these people okay I said well Mrs. Moody you know, she's a wife Baby Moody is my daughter, Uncle JC, Auntie Paulette, and my big brothers, Mike and Butch. Right? Wife, daughter, uncle, aunt, brother, brother. But guess what? There was only one biological blood relatives of mine on the boat, and that was Baby Moody. It's my child that I created along with my wife. Everyone else there, I have no I have no biological relationship to them. They have just earned the title of what I call them, uncle, auntie, brother, brother. Every single one of them are just the same to me as a blood relative is. You know, I don't like the word friend too much. Um I don't I don't hold it against anyone that uses the word friend. But I've seen too many friends turn on each other over the pettiest things. And of course, some family would do the same. But for the most part, family is there through thick and thin. Sickness, health, ups, downs. That's family. Ultimately, family is who cares. So 
we we were on the boat and you're talking about you know uncle jc had just met mike and butch mike and butch are two of the reasons that i'm alive because there's a very great chance that i would be six feet under or incarcerated if not for mike and butch and eric and 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 nigel and gary rest his soul and sean and diamond dave and you know my brothers harold my bros So Uncle JC had never met them before. He's heard about them, but he's never met them. So he, he finally meets these guys. And I'm telling y'all something. If you didn't know better, you would think that these guys all knew each other for years. Upon years upon years. And it was so funny because I'm taking all of these pictures, right? And I'm looking at the pictures. I got to send these pictures out to, to all of us that were on the cruise. And I'm like, damn, this is so weird because there's resemblance between these men and women. There's physical resemblance between these men and women that are not related. If I told you some of the stories about Mike and Butch and, and Eric and, and man and, and, and Harold and Nige and all of these guys, if I told you how much they saved me from you'd be amazed because you may not believe that I could have went that far down a dark rabbit hole if I told you that I haven't known Uncle JC I don't think for I can, I honestly don't know it's years it's not many years if I could tell you that him and his wife who I call Auntie Paulette if I could tell you that I would do anything for them at the drop of a dime, just like I would do it for blood relatives, you may not believe it. But if I told you that they would do the same for me in reverse, you may not believe that. We would do anything for each other. See, we're, we're, we're a family. That water runs just as thick as blood does. That's why if you have people in your circle that are tighter than what a friend would be, or an associate would be family, honor them. Salute them. Let them know. Hey, look, tell them you love them, man. How long are we here, right? Who's in your corner? I want you to think about that today. Who has your back? When's the last time you talked to them, whether it be by, by voice or text or email or whatever? When's the last time you said, I love you? I appreciate you. You know, we take family for granted. So a lot of times they do things for us and we simply forget to say thank you. You know, I'm going through this back rehab and, and Mike recognized that and he had a he had a back brace on the boat. And, you know, Mike might not. I, Mike probably brung it for him, I'm sure. But Mike knew my back was jacked up before I got on the boat. Mike might have brung it for me, or maybe it was just for him. There's no telling, but he made sure it was accessible to me. And I could have took it as a little brother and used it and just handed it back or do what little brothers often do and just kept the shit. <laughs> right? But when I, brung, when I got it from him, I said, thanks, big bro. And when I brung it back, I said, thanks, big bro. And we were sitting at dinner one time, and I said, thanks, big bro. 
and we sat on that boat and drank our asses off. Mike is not a drinker, but no, no fear because Uncle JC Butch and I made it all up for him. And to see my wife hang with Auntie Paulette and to see my daughter hang with her mom and what is just might as well be her aunt. It, it was so beautiful. It, it was it was magnificent. And I, I want to encourage all of you. Love your family. Let me tell you something. My biological family, them Jeters and Robinsons, I wouldn't trade them for nothing in the world. Lord knows if, if we ain't about the tightest unit I'm talking about. I'm talking about clenched fist tight. But we got additions to the family. And one thing about our family is when we sense a sincere, authentic person, we take them in as family. Y'all don't know much about that G to love, but let me tell you, we got a bunch of non-biologicals that are just like family. So love your family and don't separate blood from water. Family is who loves you. Family is who cares. And if you haven't reached out to family lately, I want to inspire and encourage you to do it now. If you haven't said thank you, do it now. If you haven't just called to say what's up and crack a joke, do it now. If you haven't just called to ask if everything is all right, do it now. We're busy, we all fall short. But there is absolutely nothing in the world like family. Because family may not be biological. Family is who cares. Take that with you. Reach out to your loved ones today, y'all. We don't have much time on this planet. We'll be right back. With uh, what do we got? Random questions, right? That was Moody Motivation, y'all. From Jeff is Moody Show, BeatBreakRadioFM.com, ReachOneNetwork.com. Hopefully, during this break, someone will text family. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. Youngin, how you doing over there, man? You all right? You, you you thought your ass would be off while we was on hiatus, huh? First of all, you got other work on Beat Break. Um, second of all, you still got to put segments together, young boy. Drink Kool-Aid over there. You all right, though, young Sean? All right, man. I want to do some random questions, all right? Yo, family, listen. I have to come into next year kind of... Um, kind of catching up with some of the 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 feedback or correspondence that I get. So so one of my commitments I made for next year. And I know some of y'all are like, "Yo, if you're so against resolutions, then why are you doing a new preparing for a new? Why don't you just keep it going?" Uh because it's business. See, because my shit is business and a lot of shit that that we do is just straight bullshit. You're supposed to work out all year long. But I, I can't do a, a 2019 show in 2020. I actually have to move forward, you know. It, and and the reason I have to wait is is because it's not 2020, motherfucker. It's 2019 right now. But we, I've been preparing for 2020 all in 2019. So take that because I know it's just one of y'all smart motherfuckers, one of y'all dummies, smart dummies. Yeah, he talking all that shit, but he keeps saying 2020. 
<laughs> yeah, Sean, play that Dilla, man. Let's do some random questions, man. And these are totally random. I got to tell y'all, man. All right. Now, 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 now I don't want to offend anybody, but I am going to ask this question. All right, fam? Family. Um, can you effectively absorb the word of God in church if you're Facebook living it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, let let me explain because I know some people will be like, "Well, what's wrong with Facebook Live in church if we want other people to get the message?" No, you're right. I agree with that. Ring the bell. That's not what I'm saying. Just hold on, hold on. So, I'm, hello, my, my, my crazy Christians, y'all here? Christians, y'all still here? Don't leave so quick. Come on now. Thou shalt not judge. Thou shalt not judge. Don't judge me, young Sean. Just play that Dilla. Yeah. So, so I've noticed that I see a lot of people doing FB Live in church, right? Okay, no problem. Because like I said, I mean, listen, the choir may be going off and you want to share that beautiful melody with your FB peeps. I get it. The preacher may be given a word and 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 you want to share the strength of that word with your Facebook delegation. Oh, okay. But what I'm talking about, amongst other posts that I've seen, is this particular post I saw where the person was going FB live for the service while the preacher was talking or preaching. And you could hear them behind the camera saying amen while at the same time asking somebody to give them a mint. <laughs> no, let me break this shit down. <laughs> no, y'all don't understand. Let me break it down because she's FB live so I can hear her. So the preacher's like, yep, and he's kind of, yo, he's, you know, He's at that stage, y'all. Y'all know what that stage is. I'm going to tell you about that stage in a second. He's there, though. He go, you know, you know, you know, he done worked up a lather at this point. You know, she's like, yeah, he's doing that. What's up? You got you to gotta admit. Now, I want y'all to, keep, I want y'all to visualize this, right? Because the thing about radio, when it's not video, you, you, we, we got to be good enough to get you to use the power of your imagination. Things have to be vivid, right? So I want y'all to picture this, okay? So the preacher's in the middle of, oh, he can go, because I don't want to be mocking nobody. So I'm, I, yo, I'm not, I'm not being funny, y'all. I'm being real. Yo, Sean, play that dealer. He's like, so that's what it is. And I just hear her. She's like, uh-huh. Hey, hey, hey. Give me a mint. You got a mint. Let me get, what kind of mint is that? <laughs> Yo, I just, like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, okay, okay. So, but that's not it though. That's not it. So, she, she's asking somebody for a mint. And then her and this person are basically having their whole, they're having a whole different convo while the preacher was talking. Because cause they, one of them, asked, well, she asked, it's, it's raining outside. Was it raining when you came inside? Now I want y'all to keep in mind, use your vivid. Listen, y'all, use the power of your imagination. The preacher's like, it's job, and it will be, and the Lord said, and that. And she just say, was it raining when you came inside? And this is all on FB Live. And then they was asking about somebody uh, named Jimmy. 
Jimmy is a central part of this 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 question of mine. Because apparently Jimmy need to be in church. Because while the preacher was going off, you know, she's like, yeah, and he, he know. He know. Don't, well, you know how he is. And I'm like, how do you do, how are you getting the message when you're doing all this? Yo, family, if I'm wrong, please hit me up. 678-386-5331. I promise y'all, I promise y'all, man, I get straight to it the, the, the first show of the year in 2020. And so the preacher goes into the part where the whole church just catch the Holy Ghost at the same time. Well, well, hold on. So let me be fair. Let me be fair. I'm going to say three quarters of the church caught the Holy Ghost at the same time. And y'all know how I know? That it was around three quarters of the church that I could see? Because while the person behind the camera was 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 like, hallelujah, hallelujah, they was, pra- they was praising. This is all good, right? They were also calmly recording the whole church catching the Holy Ghost for FB Live. And I guess, yo, I guess I don't understand. For me, that's a special skill set. You can catch the Holy Ghost and calmly record the whole church at the same time while asking for a minute, inquiring about Jimmy and wanting to know about the weather. Yo, you, you, yo, you hardcore. I mean, you know, you, you got a special skill set that I don't have. Now, hold on, y'all. Don't get mad at me so early in the show because I'm not clowning y'all. See, every time somebody say something that's a little challenging or that pe- we get too mad and we walk away from it. Are y- y- y'all there? Yo, Sean, you see anybody here? Y- y- y'all there, huh? I'm not clowning, y'all. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just asking, how could that woman have received the full force of the word while she was talking, eating mince, asking for Jimmy, asking about the weather and catching the Holy Ghost while, while she calmly recorded FB Live? So all my church-going Christians out there, y'all chill out. I'm just curious. Perhaps, like I said, that young lady has a unique skill set. It's, it's, it's just a question. Just a question. I have another question. Family, uh, why are human beings so gluttonous and wasteful? You know, I got to tell y'all, man, when, when, when we went away to catch a break, went away on vacation real quick, and you know you get that all-inclusive thing where you you eat all you want and drink all you want and do all that. So we had that. Actually, I don't think our drink package was all-inclusive because I drank so much on that cruise and I still didn't meet what I would have had to pay for the drink package. It made more sense just to buy the drinks individually. Just a little tip for you cruisers out there. Don't be pulled in by everything that says all-inclusive. I drank my ass off, and I don't think that I spent, I think I spent a quarter of what the package, the drink package would have cost. But we did have the food package, right? And I'm telling you, fam, we, I'm talking about our part, our group, probably with the exception of Butch. Uh, Butch and his wife, Deborah, big up to Deborah. Hey, that's Butch's wife. And let me tell you something. I forgot to mention her at the beginning of this show. Let me mention her now. Man, my big brother Butch is one of the luckiest men on the face of the earth. He got him a keeper. He got him a superstar. He got him a queen. And she's another one that just fit right into the family. Deborah Parker, salute. I love you, girl. It was just an honor. Man, I forgot Deborah. 
I could call her sis. Like I said, man, sometimes that water thick, y'all. Big up to you, Deborah P. Yo, Butch, congratulations. You got, you got, he's had, he ain't been together forever. I'm just saying. But anyway, I think besides Butch and and his and, and Deborah, I think the rest of us, uh, we we got down with a little bit of gluttony. We did. You know, we're just eating to eat. Now, now typically, family, I only eat one time a day. I literally eat my dinner between 1130 and 430. And if I'm hungry after that, I usually eat some cucumbers and organic apple cider vinegar. Or if I'm super starving, I may eat a grilled piece of chicken or baked piece of chicken or something like that. But on this cruise, I was just stuffing the shit out of my face. And our party was too, just this overindulgence in what we don't need. But the one thing I noticed about my party that I didn't notice about a, 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 a lot of other parties, we typically ate everything that, that we put on our plate. And you know, I've always, I hate to see this in restaurants. I hate to see this any place I go, fam. But I'm telling you, when you see how people pile on the food, eat half of it, put the food to the, because you know, you put your food to the side and they come get it off the table. I'm talking about portions and portions of food just wasted. Why are we like that, man? You know, it, it it goes back to that thing that's like, why do you, you don't you don't you don't miss the water till the well run dry, right? Y'all ever notice that people that drink bot like if you see somebody that has that keep bottled water around the house, I know this happens in my house. You can walk around the house and you'll see bottles and bottles of bottles of half drunk water, three quarter drink water. Like we just wait, we're just wasteful. But then. Let us find out that we short on water and we not going out to get it till tomorrow. Motherfuckers around here be treating a bottle of water like gold. See, and that, that's that human condition, right? That's that societal training, right? Like we just take everything for granted. Why are we like that? Is there any historian or scientist that can break, that can explain to me and break down why are human why are we like family i saw so much wasting of food i saw myself just eating because i could and out of five days by the second day i was like yo chill i mean i ate six cheeseburgers over the course of that cruise i don't i don't eat six cheeseburgers in a whole year Why are we like that? That's just a question, man. We are so glad. We are just, wait, family, juice, they fill it up with juice. They just put it to the side. They put it because they know they can go back and get it. Now, listen, if that ship had a said two meals per day, no more, everybody would have cleaned their plate. So is it because to have excess makes us good? Does that, does that make us people of gluttony and, and waste? Is it the excess family? Now, somebody got to get up with me on this. Right, this is a conversation me and Uncle JC probably have. Uncle JC, why are people like that? It was it was really disturbing to see that level, that amount. I mean, like, you know, I saw somebody with two. They decided to go get two, um, two, 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 two omelets made and ate a half of one. And I'm like, why'd you get two? 
You know why? Because they know they could. So maybe it's the excess, y'all. It's just a question. My last question. Family, can I ask y'all something? Seriously? How, how old is too old to still be playing the club game? Y'all know what the club game is? You know, we, you know when you were younger, you know, you, you, you dressed up, you, you, you shoved your ass and titties and your, and your big fucking bare belly, you shoved them all in clothes that fit and made you look sexy. And uh, uh, ladies, y'all put your size uh, 10 and a halfs and size sevens. <laughs> yes, you did. I've never brought a ten and a half home, but I, I've brought home some some seven and seven and a halves, according to their shoe size that I found out was eight and a half. I've seen some blood red feet in my time, ladies. Don't be getting all mad with me, <laughs> young Sean. Wait till you get out in this dating game, man. Make them take off their shoes. That's what we got doing. That's what we got doing this new millennium, young Sean. We gotta we gotta check Adam's apples and make them take the shoes off. <laughs> Check for Adam's apples in, in, in the right size feet. I've seen some of, you know, some of y'all ladies would have beautiful uh, uh, feet and toes. Like me and my baby brother, Casino, we, we're always talking about, you know, toe and foot game. I got him hooked on toe and, and feet now. And you fuck your shit up over the years, cramming them in, in shit that's too small. But like, but, but like, when is that club game over? The things we do for the club, like the... Hanging out in VIP. I ever went to a club and saw somebody just sleeping in VIP because they just think they have to be in the club. When do the pickup, you know, the whole club pick? And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm just trying to say I know a lot of 40 plus club goers and they end up complaining more about things than they do saying that they had a good time. So that just leads me to ask a question like this like, why? Why? Seriously, why? When is too old uh, to y'all to still be playing the club game? Come home. Put on some overpriced fly shit. Like I said, shove your big ass in the little things. Shove your big ass feet in the little things. Fellas, you put on your little brother t-shirt so you can look like you got muscles. You go out to look for one night stands and all of that stuff. To each his own, knock yourself out. I'm just asking, do you guys think there's an age limit to that? Or is there just a maturity limit to that? Because I'm going to tell you, I was pretty much done with my club games at 20. Um, and I was pretty much done with clubs at 23. If you caught me, if you, you may right now catch me hanging out in a sports bar. You know what I'm saying? Looking at a sports event and having some beers with the peeps. But I got that that out on the hunt on that bullshit. I was done with that in my tw- low twenties, low twenties. So family, those are dope. that's just my thing. Can you can you catch the word while you're doing FB live? Why are we so gluttonous and why do we waste so much? I think I answered my question because I think it's just excess. I think it's having excess. And how old is too old for this club game, y'all? Because I'm telling you, man, all my folks over forty. That still party, or 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 even better yet, yo fam. Like if I'm out and about, and it calls for us to meet at a club where we sit and talk business or meet whoever we gotta meet, I see some women in their 40, 50s, and 60s, and I know they ain't comfortable, and they standing online griping about having to wait, and they walk. I've seen so many sisters almost kill themselves walking in 18 
uh, inch heels. They make those. Young Sean, they make 18 inch heels. Why are you laughing? Play that Dilla. And I've seen fellas roll up to the club 50, 60 years old with the car nice and buffed up and clean just to attract women. And I'm just, you know, maybe I'm an old head. Y'all know I'm outdated anyway, right? I just, I just don't, th- I, I, I thought that was a, I don't want to say a young person's sport, but I thought certain aspects of the club was just for younger folks. Like, I, I just see you when you get to a certain maturity level, if not age level. You know, a jazz, the laid back clubs, the clubs where you can kind of do you. You know, ladies, the clubs where you can put on a pair of flip flops and jeans and a nice blouse and go and go have fun. You know, fellas, you know, I mean, we was laughing so many months ago about uh, we went out one time and we saw this dude. He came in the bathroom and he had his shirt, his shirt was like unbuttoned all the way halfway. I guess he had to pee real bad. He didn't want to mess up his shirt. But the bottom button on his pants was popped. Cause he had a fat ass gut. Had that shit tucked in his in his slacks. Yo, his stomach was so big he bust the button. What the fuck? How old do you like like when, when is that over? Like, and by the way, I just want to ask one more question. What is up with the deception of the club game? Okay, listen. I'm not the kind of guy that when I get home and find out a woman is all fake that wants to sleep with her. I just won't, I'll be like, yo, I'm good. Yo, let's go get something to eat. Or I thought you were, you know, I'm not, I'm sorry, y'all. That's, I'm, I've always been quality over quantity. I'm not the kind of guy that gets home and a woman takes off the weave, the eyelashes, the 18 pounds of makeup, kick off a size seven and the foot is a size fucking 22. She wears Shaquille O'Neal shoe. She take off a, a girdle and a blouse and a belly start popping out and all i'm not hitting that son a lot of dudes say i'm hitting that not me no 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 hell no nah. a lot of y'all guys out there do y'all know that men still do things to make them seem like they got a big uh penis uh y'all sean, sean garvey what up i ain't say dick this time <laughs> play that dealer young sean cover your ears for just that What's wrong with you? You got fellas that, 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 you got fellas that put on things to make it look like they got a big piece. Hey, 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 fellas, when you, when you get to the house, she's going to realize that your dick is, is, is three inches. Your penis, I mean. All right, all right, I don't want to disrespect you. Five inches. <laughs> do, do you, do people get too old for that, y'all? Or no, or no. I don't know. Y'all hit me up. 678 This is Jeff is Moody, and this is the last all-brand new episode of the Jeff is Moody Show on ReachOneNetwork.com and BeatBreakRadioFM.com. And I will be right back with that gym news. How old is too old, young Sean? Damn, man, you, you, you know, you a teen, and I think you're too old for that bullshit now. I don't, I don't think you'll do half the shit I see grown-ups doing. I don't know. The fam will let me know. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. And my name is Jeff is Moody. Young Sean, keep playing that Dilla. Play it all the way out. Who knows what we're doing next year? You know, you, you, you know Dilla's going to always be a special part of this program. God bless the memory of Dilla. Listen, man, that's the reason I say play that Dilla so much. I want people to, for those that have been living under a hip-hop rock, 
I want people to get familiar with Dilla. Uh, I always love it when people come back and, who's Dilla? You know, people do, and not everybody knows Jay Dilla. I mean, come on. That's why I do it. It's my way of giving him his propers. It's my way of, you know, that's not my production. That's not any of my producers' production. I make sure that I let you guys know exactly, um, exactly where this uh, better music is coming from. Jay Dilla. Love some Dilla. I respect him, and I do that to honor him. Uh, big up to Dilla, rest your soul, and big up to Mama Dilla. Big up to y'all. The whole Detroit, big up. Ring the bell for y'all, man. Yo, you know, uh, for for Jim News fam, I just wanted to um, just round up some of the topics I've been talking about. Mm, and I want to get them out the way. And I want to ask you guys a couple of questions, all right? I don't want to do specific stories. I just want to talk about the topics in themselves. And then I'm going to follow that up with some dumb shit news. Because I'm waiting for the day that I can do a show and won't have dumb shit news. You feel me? And that's never going to happen. And it entertains us because I'm telling you, if, if you don't laugh, you cry. So some of the things that really were heavy on, on the Jeff is Moody show for 2019. And I don't know if I should say super heavy because actually I don't talk a lot of politics on the show. I just tell y'all that Democrats and Republicans and independent, all of them are devils and demons and none of them ain't shit. Play that Dilla. Um, but I've talked about it enough, you know, for you guys to be familiar with it. And, you know, the, the, one of the topics in 2019 on Jim News was, was obviously the orange uh, Hitler Nazi president of the United States, Don the Con Trump. And this is a man that, that is told over, what did they say, y'all, 14,000 verified lies since he's been in office. This is a man that is, is, is now is looking at impeachment, although we found out so much since he's been the president. This is an openly corrupt man. This is an openly racist man. This is a xenophobe. This, this is a bigot. This is a swindler. This is an accused rapist. This is an accused pedophile. This is one of the buddies of Jeff Epstein. Let's not forget that. And he's president. And not to bash on him so much because I don't have to bash on somebody that bashes on themselves. Or He makes himself easy to bash. But let me ask you guys a question. Has anybody ever asked how we got here in the first place? Like, how do we get to Trump? We, we, we know we know the presidency is a joke. That's been proven officially. We know politics is a joke. We also know that presidents are figureheads. And we understand that they are used to do the bidding of the powers that be. When you say the powers that be, a lot of people look at you like you got a, a aluminum foil tin hat on. But, you know, I just read an article the other day where they said that there's seven men. There's seven men in this country that have more more finances than the rest of the American population. Seven people. The whole American population put together. If, if you think that a president runs things with men that powerful, you're bugging out. So what are we going to do about Trump? 
because we're desensitized to it. Nobody wants to have political conversations. Hell, I, why have a political conversation when reality TV's on, right? But what are we going to do? He's divided. He's done so many, un- you know, while you guys are looking at tweets and while we're being, because people don't like to read, I put some pretty long posts on FB. And I'm always amazed at adults that say that was too long to read. I'm like, Jesus, it was four paragraphs. This is where we're at. We don't like reading. We don't like research. We So what do we do? You know, I think, I first of all, Donald Trump is not ultimately getting removed from office. You can forget about that. And even though he's slipping, even though his base is not as strong as it was, even even though the the people against Donald Trump, obviously they out his base is 30 percent of the population to some crap like that. Forty, whatever the case may be. Um, Donald Trump lost the election by almost four million votes in 2016. Did he not? I think it'd be maybe even double this year. I think that people that didn't vote in 2016, that they're either going to sit on their asses like the losers they are, or they're going to come out and they're going to vote. But it's all about those electoral votes. This whole this whole political thing is a sham. But what are we going to do? What are we going to do if he's reelected? I think the only thing that we can do is continue to work and strive and be aware because this is a different kind of of president. He comes with the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists and the hate groups. He has emboldened people to cause murder and mayhem in his name. So I'm not going to talk about his individual deeds. I'm going to talk about are you ready? Black and white, but especially my people. Because I'm going to tell you, if they impeach Donald Trump or anything, black people, for some reason, although we have no impeachment power as a people, we'll be on the list. We'll be on the menu. We're already on the menu. And those neo-Nazis, those undercover neo-Nazis, they are in law enforcement. They're in the military. They're in the EMS ambulance that may come pick you up and watch you die. They are surgeons. They are priests. They are everywhere. So I'm just asking, are you ready? He's been a topic this year. Are you ready? And if you're not ready, are you going to get ready? We'll see. Another thing that I talked about heavily on this show uh, this year was pedophilia and sex trafficking. Running rampant. Doctors, preachers, lawyers, cops, teachers, politicians. I mean, you know, I think I read a story that even an Uber or Lyft driver tried to kidnap an underage girl and rape her. What was the underage girl doing taking Lyft? I don't know. Or Uber, I don't know. But it, it, it doesn't matter that she's underage. You're not supposed to rape children or anyone. I've talked about it, but what are we doing about it? You know, they, they, you, I think they said there's 4,500 or 45,000 missing young black women in America. I, I, now, I may have that number wrong, so I need somebody to reach out to me and correct me, and, I, and I'll get it right. What are we doing about it? Are we volunteering? Are we talking about it? Are we spreading the word? Or are we once again desensitized to it? I talked about that heavy. Look at Jeffrey Epstein. He didn't commit suicide. One of the most prestigious coroners in the United States said that. That was a hit. That was a contract. He was killed. 
I wonder what he knew. And I wonder who he knew it about. But even more than that, I just find it odd that Jeffrey Epstein didn't get as much fury from the people as R. Kelly did. Not saying R. Kelly shouldn't get fury, but I just find that odd. A man that is hung with Bill Clinton, a man that's Donald Trump's buddy, a man that's hung with princes and kings who was notorious for being a pedophile. And they say birds of a feather flock together. And it's just funny that someone with that much influence that is around people that have this much power. Nobody barely said anything about him. We were fussing at R. Kelly and we still talk about Michael Jackson was sleeping with kids with no evidence. I just I just wonder what we're going to do. But what are you going to do personally? What are you doing with your children? Are you telling your wife, aunts, nieces? Are are you telling people to beware of their surroundings? Are we giving lectures? Are we raising them, folks? Or are we just turned off? Is our concern in our minds, are they turned off? I talked about that a lot this year because I, you know, I, I, there's nothing more scary than when something happens to a child. You know, parents hold their breath many times until their children get to where they're going safely. We think and we're concerned about them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We never get a minute off from it. But we got to care more uh, than than just for our kids. What what are we doing? What message are we spreading? Are we preaching about pedophilia in the churches, y'all? Or are we having workshops to teach young women the signs of, uh, of of a sex trafficker? And are we are we patrolling our neighborhood? What are we doing? I'm just asking because it was a topic in Jim News this year. Homosexuality. No matter how you feel about it, no matter what side of the fence you're on with it, it's here. It's not going anywhere. I don't particularly have a problem with anyone's sexual orientation, even though I may not agree with it. You see, we're so childish in this society that we've forgotten that I can disagree with you and still kind of support you on a different level. I don't necessarily condone homosexuality, but I'll be damned if you're ever around me and you harass or look to harm a person because of their sexual orientation. I'll fight you. I I don't I don't see logistics in two men getting married, to be honest with you. But if that was if that's what makes them happy, then I think they should have the right to do so. And if they get married, why can't they be on each other's insurance? See, when you're an adult, it's not always about you agreeing with something. It's about you just understanding, sticking to your principles, but saying, yo, listen, you're never going to catch me at a, at a gay bashing rally. But speaking of gay bashing and transphobia bashing and all of this stuff, I want to know why for the LGBTQ community. I hope I said that right. I've been fucking your shit up all the time. Play that Dilla, young Sean. I want to know why you can't ever have a conversation about things without you getting defensive and violent and attacking about it. I don't necessarily always mean physically violent. I want to know why no one can question you, but you can question everyone else. 
we have a sponsor on this show that is you know that that is pro gay rights and i think i think it's a great sponsor and i believe they have they they have their rights absolutely but i want to know why when we have open discussions why do you go off the rocker why do you guys out each other if an agenda is not being pushed on us why do you guys out homosexuals who don't want to be outed See, these are just a question. See, now, with me phrasing it like that, you're going to say that I'm a homophobe, but please go back and listen to what I said and tell me how. I think I'm talking about it later on in the show, but there's a tampon company that took the female symbol off of tampons because it it offended trans people. What? Can we have these conversations without people acting like three-year-olds? I just want to know what the logic is. A tampon. I, I think I get into this later in the show, I think. So what are we doing about it? Are we having open dialogue so we can better understand each other? Or, are, or do we have to hold our tongues and bite our tongues and they're rebellious and we're rebellious and it's war, war, war and nobody wants to get along. Nobody wants to have an open conversation. Everybody wants to point fingers. Everybody wants to be derogatory. Everybody wants to expose and shut down. And man, y'all don't know how, man, listen, let me tell y'all something. From my podcast to this show, they've been on me because I say what I feel. But none of you listening can ever say that I bashed or threatened or did anything with. I I just have questions. I I don't want anything pushed in my face. That's what I've been talking about this year. I don't want your homosexually pushed uh, homosexuality pushed in my face. And I don't want your heterosexuality pushed in my face. Just like I don't want I don't want to have to have to accept something that I don't agree with. The same way I don't want to see a man and a woman out in, in public finger popping and titty sucking. You can't turn an honest question into hate. It's a lack of maturity, but it's also, it leads to something more to me. It makes me think that you're not secure in what you're doing. And I'm honest enough to say that no matter what the penalty is. And and you know what else I talked about this year? Because I'm going to be 100 till I die. I talked about the curse of following of being a follower and not a leader. Standing in lines for sneakers and foams and chicken sandwiches and following trends. You know, we're to the point with a chicken sandwich where where people have lost their lives over a chicken sandwich. What are we gonna do about this? Where are we gonna go? What are we teaching our young ones? What have we gotten for gym news? Because I try to talk about things that are that are kind of known, but I also try to be a little abstract with the news sometimes. And I try to put a spin on it that makes it entertaining enough for you to go check it out. So family for gym news today, I just wanted to talk about that. What are we going to do about these things? Are we going to go in a circle? Are we going to continue to battle each other when we can sit down and talk? Are we going to continue to whine like children and, and throw temper tantrums when people don't see things our way? Are we going to continue to go for the hatred? Why has America still not fully addressed white American domestic terrorism and murder? 
why why are white terrorists still known as lone wolves and not just animals the same way they would call a muslim or a black person why does that make me racist because i asked the question the challenge of jeff news is to bend to ask those questions and to bring up those uncomfortable topics and i'll continue doing that into 2020 and if that gets my show off the air then so be it there's a thing called podcast and I'll go right back there. <laughs> How about that? And there'll always be a way for people like me to express ourselves. So I have no fear. These are some of the main things I talked about on Jim News this year. It's not just about talking about it. It's what are we going to do about it? Just something to think about, y'all. And with that being said, let me go back down to the gutter. And we'll be right back with some dumb shit news. <laughs> because this is entertainment. Right? We'll be back, y'all. My name is Jeff is Moody, and you're listening to the Jeff is Moody Show. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. I said yo, I said yo. We're back, we're back. Young Sean, man, it's smooth. I told you we was going to be smooth running. Ain't got no rules today. I ain't damn near look at the time on nary a segment. Just talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? Play that dealer, young boy. You doing good. How's your Kool-Aid, man? You know, young Sean, um, I'm proud to say that that for this broadcast, I have only had uh, one beer. Um, I, I feel as if I need to be praised. <laughs> because... Because one is clearly better than uh, uh, eight during a recording. All right. You know, they don't invite me on shows to, to host a co-host, although I'll rock the house. You know, they think I'm going to have to get up and pee. When I go on other people's shows, I follow the rules. When I do my show, I follow my rule. For 2020, I don't give a damn about none of yours. None of yours, I said. <laughs> I'm just joking. Not really, though. All right, let's do this dumb shit news, man. And let me tell you why this first story is in dumb shit news. It's not really because of the family. It's really because of the people. Because I was just talking about homosexuality on the last segment, right? But uh, Dwayne Wade responds to post-Thanksgiving hate over his child Zion's appearance and family photos. So uh, this article goes on to say Dwayne Wade will always stand by his family. Uh, the former Miami Heat player, 37 years old, spoke. Damn, I'm 12 years older than Dwayne Wade. Shit. Spoke out on Twitter in response to some post-Thanksgiving hate over a pair of family photos that wife Gabrielle Union posted on Instagram earlier this week in celebration of Thanksgiving. In the images, the actress, 47, poses alongside husband, their daughter, uh, Kavia. That is a beautiful name. Kavia James and Wade's second youngest child, Zion Malachi. Aramis, that's also an awesome name, uh, who can be seen resting a hand on Wade's shoulder, showing off some long nails as well as a slightly cropped top. In response to objections by some social media uh, users over the way Zion was dressed, Wade fired back online addressing the stupidity on Twitter. He says, I've seen some post-Thanksgiving hate on social media about my family photo. Stupidity is a part of this world we live in, so I get it. But here's the thing. I've been chosen to lead my family, not y'all. So we will continue to be us and support each other with pride, love, and a smile. That is what 
Dwayne Wade wrote, and I got to tell you, ring the bell for Dwayne Wade. I got into one of these conversations on Facebook about these, this picture, and I didn't really give a fuck about the picture at all. Um, and I can't think of this young lady's name, and I, and I got to tell her to listen to my show. I think her name was Kendra. She, she's a young lesbian, and we, and we and her had a great conversation to the side because everybody was doing that attack, attack, attack thing. And I was saying, you know, here's the one thing I keep trying to tell everybody about social media. The, the the thing about social media family is when you post it, that that's your desire to be public with it. And unless you do it just specifically to your friends, which Gabrielle Union did not, that means you want everybody to see it. So you're well aware of what comes from this kind of society on social media. It's going to be hatred because human beings are hateful, right? So I don't know. The ways have put a lot of stuff out there. And a lot of these people do this shit just for attention. They'll use their kids. I'm not saying this is what they did, but they'll use their children and everything else for it. You know, one of the conversations we were having on FB is how does an 11-year-old know that he's gay? And initially, I think I was thinking on two different levels. I was like, yeah, how did kid know he gay? But then I had to think about it, especially after talking to this young queen, I because I'm going to call her a queen, named Kendra and and she was like I'm young but I knew from like six or seven that I was feeling and I believe her you know what I was stupid for questioning how can a child be in tune with their sexuality at that age even though I do agree some of these things are pushed on them some of this is 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 a lifestyle that their parents are choosing for them to live for whatever reason but certainly an 11 year old is capable of knowing how he or she feels sexually so my thing wasn't attacking the kid i didn't say much about the kid i wasn't even concerned about because fuck all these celebrities anyway i was just talking about the whole issue in itself so the reason I put this in dumb shit news is not because of the wage, it's not because of their children or my opinion on something. It's because it makes dumb shit news because you, for those of you that wait, that, that you wake up in the morning and you come on social media to find something that you can drag down and tear. You don't defend anything. See, I'm known for going to Facebook. Do, do y'all know they put me in Facebook jail a lot for attacking Trump people that use racism online? And I'll come and troll the shit out of them until they leave or threaten my life or something, and I get booted off Facebook. It's so hilarious. But you you never defend anything. Some of you just wake up to hate things. There's nothing wrong with trolling. This is social media. I just wish that these celebrities and some of you people in real life, I wish that you would stop getting offended over things you choose to put on social media. You know, and you're doing it publicly, so you're doing this shit on purpose. Have y'all heard about the mother that, um, it's another FB thing. I, I don't know if it's on other social media, but she has a son that just came through a bone marrow transplant or something like that, you know, and he was going through chemo and things like that. And, and uh, he's an adorable guy. He's an adorable little guy. And he's four or five, and she's just stuffing him with all the food he couldn't eat because he's through his thing. Thank God, ring the bell for him. He, she's stuffing him with all of these things he couldn't eat while he was on his, um, while he was going through his ordeal, right? But she's just stuffing his face, and she's she's practicing this form of gluttony, 
and laughing about it while she shoves all kind of junk and burgers and sugars and all of this down his throat and this kind and he's like mm, mm, give me some more give me some more and you know people and i'm kind of i may be paraphrasing or exaggerating there not to joke on him i have no jokes for this young king but my point is that how do you put that on social media and then get offended he's a chunky little kid and and people were the funny thing and the thing I did appreciate about this, not a lot of people attack the, ch- the child because we shouldn't be. A lot of people were like, yo, he's adorable. God bless him for making it. But hey, don't get him on bad habits. I think that's good advice if you're going to be public about something. I think that's good advice for someone to give you, no? And then it just went left. But one thing I will say, as fucked up as humanity is, it was really the it was the tiny, tiny, tiny minority of people that had something negative to say about the kid. When I say tiny, y'all, I mean tiny. Because even the people that were going back and forth wouldn't touch the kid. I didn't have a negative word to say about him. I'm just like, yo, mom, if you 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 just pimp your kid for social media likes. That's what a lot of you are doing. Why do we need why do we need to know that your kid can eat? A Popeye sandwich, a hamburger, a popsicle, a bag of a bag of fucking sugar, some candy. A di- why do why why we need to know that? How is that our business unless you want likes? I get it. She's overjoyed, and she just wants to share it with everybody. Well, th- th- once again, social media dictates that when you put it out there, you're going to bump into creeps that are human beings, and they're going to find a way to tear you down. I didn't choose to tear the mom or the kid down. I was just like, you put it here. You put it here. And it really all started off one of the first comments, which was a lady who purports to be a nurse. And she was saying, hey, he's adorable. God bless him. You know, but just keep him with good habits. She said something as clean and innocent as that. And then it went from that and it got dirty, as usual, on social media. So, you know, bless the waves and all that stuff. But the big problem are, are the human beings. Listen, let me tell you something. If you're on social media and you choose to comment on something, don't let anybody shame you. That People make their shit public. It becomes public. I'm a public guy, right? When I do this show, it's open for your critique. I'm not mad at you. I, I post what I want to post. Some people come at me. Some people don't. Most will get roasted. Play that dealer, young Sean. I'm pretty one of them unfuckwittable guys. It's it's amazing that I only have like three followers because I'm the shit. I'm humorous. I'm hard. It's impossible to get under my skin. And I'm fly with my shit. I'm pretty smart too. <laughs> well, I am. I am, young Sean. Yo, you get on social media, you make it, you make it, you make the shit everybody's business. Simple as that. And if you don't like that, either learn to deal with it and continue to post your shit, Gabrielle Union or Dwayne Wade or whoever the fuck, or don't post it. But if you don't post it, you let the fucking animals beat you. You let the clowns beat you if you don't post it. Let's think about that, all right? But uh, big up to the Wades. Nah, this wasn't really about them. It was about the people. We we love to tear down, and we don't have as much courage from behind that keyboard as... as as, as we claim we do. 99% of us don't. 99% of y'all. Moving right along. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? Don't go nowhere. I'm not done yet. It's 
Starbucks employee fired after putting pig label on police officer's cup. But why? <laughs> a police officer in Kiefer, Oklahoma, reportedly went to a Starbucks on Thanksgiving to pick up five drinks and didn't notice what was written on the cup until a customer allegedly pointed it out. Kiefer Police Chief Johnny O'Mara issued a statement saying, what irks me is the absolute and total disrespect for a police officer who, instead of being home with family and enjoying a meal in a football game, is patrolling his little town. Okay, Chief, yeah, we love, we love good law enforcement. We hate bad law enforcement. First of all, Chief, that's his job. I wish you guys would cut this shit out. Do we do we do we respect him? If he's a good cop, yes. But don't tell us what he could be, because if he stayed the fuck home, it's either a day he took off or he would be fired for not showing up to work because it was Thanksgiving. The military that are overseas, that's that's their choice. They made a commitment for whatever reason they made to this country to be across seas. Do we respect them? Yes. Do we honor them? Yes. Do we wish them nothing but continued safety and success? Yes. But that's their job. The guy that's driving the bus is driving it because it's his job. The plumber doing the pipes is his job. The doctor, lawyer, all these long hours that they can get paid for it. Cut it out. And why is there this sentiment against police? Because police have earned this. Not all of them. Do, do y'all see the angle I stay on? I stay on saying to you what, need, what you need to think about. And you need to fucking grow up and stop being so mad all the time. Young Sean, play that deal. I'm on a roll, man. Might have to give me a beer for this show over, boy. It's my nephew over there. What up, Roller? There would be no Young Sean. Young Sean wouldn't be no Young Sean without DJ Roller. I mean, your mama. Peace to the king. Peace to the queen. You heard me. Play Adela, boy. <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah, so you're, that's dumb. Fire the employee. Fire him. That's not your job to write pigs on cups. It's not your job in these fast food restaurants to write nigger on the, on the receipt in these, in, these, in these sit-down restaurants. It's not your job to write retard, cripple head. It's not your job to do that. You're just doing that because there's a demon or an idiot in you. But for the person that wrote pig, I don't know why they did it. I'm not going to sit here and act like, act like all cops don't make you want to do some shit like that. I don't know the backstory, so that's dumb shit to me. Last story. He could have been home with his family. Yeah, yeah. But without the permission of the police force, he also would have been unemployed. Get the fuck out of here, chief. He's doing his job that he chose. It wasn't forced to do. And law enforcement in the United States, unfortunately, the bad portion of them have created the people that write pig on a cop. And the good ones shouldn't have to suffer for it, but the good ones got to stay quiet because they don't want to be they don't want to be punished or retaliated against against all of from all the bad ones. Shit, fuck blowing my fucking high up in here. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Fuck Thanksgiving on fuck Columbus too. Happy Happy uh, Family Day. I should have said that at the beginning of the show, but I wasn't thinking about it. And now I'm on a roll. God damn it. Shoot. Hmm. Let me close out this uh, dumb shit news. Play that dealer for me, nephew. <laughs> uh, now, now, look, they're, they're, they're really out there, really out to get Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden is such a crappy candidate for president, but anything is like better than Don. But see, that's a dumb statement to make because if we don't check politicians, they're all going to be the same. Joe Biden fucking sucks. I think he's senile, actually. But they're really out to get him in the sun. So check this out. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, accused of smoking crack in a D.C. strip club. I want y'all to think about this, right? His daddy's running for president. and You want me to believe that an intelligent kid like that just wasn't in the strip club. He was in the strip club smoking crack. I don't know how true this is. That's why I put an asterisk by it. But according to the story, Hunter Biden's son, a Democratic presidential candidate, Joe Biden, has a checkered past, especially as it pertains to drug use. All right. So Hunter been on that shit. You on that shit, Hunter. Hunter, you on that shit, boy. Biden, 49 years old, has done six different stints in drug rehab, but um, in drug rehab. But a strip club in D.C. claims that as recent as last year, that Biden was allegedly smoking crack in the VIP room. The alleged incident happened at Archibald's Gentleman Club in Washington, D.C., located near the White House. He was near the White House smoking crack. Was Don, was Don Trump with him? Because he's on some shit, too, I think. Allegedly, I believe it. I believe it. I'm not saying this fact. I don't want to get sued or clipped like Jeffrey Epstein, although I don't mess with children. I'm just saying. Hmm. There was a smell of burning styrofoam in the VIP room, one of the managing partners said, James Ritter. We told him nothing illegal can go on here, adding, we didn't see anything illegal. After he was spoken to, the smell stopped. But employees in the VIP speculated that Biden was smoking crack. Now, if he's a fucking crackhead, he might have really been smoking crack. He got a problem. Plus, he's a white American male, so he's not going to be called a crackhead. He's going to be called a problem person that has a problem okay um that was dumb shit news because i don't really have much to say past that i didn't know the boy was a dope head like he is is joe biden the front runner my god we're in trouble i mean he'll be better than trump but my jesus jeez and sean let's get out of here god we'll be right back with just ask jeff oh lord me think about moving somewhere. Ask Miss Moody how she likes Mars or Venus or some shit. I'll be back. Let me ask Miss Moody, can we travel to another uh, uh, dimension? It's Jeff is Moody show. <laughs> You're listening to Jeff is Moody on is Beat Break 87. Family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. It is the last brand new episode of 2019. I'm in the building. My nephew, Young Sean, is uh, he's handling the, 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 the Dilla. And uh, Young Sean, I could blow a segment unlike anybody else in the history of this shit. Um, and I, I know I could keep things to, to five or ten minutes if I had to. Uh, but sometimes I got a problem. I forget how to count. I didn't go that far in school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's get to Just Ask Jeff, man. Once again, family, I want to thank you guys for supporting the Jeff is Moody show all year. For as long as I've been around, I should say. And I am promising you guys that 2020 is going to be something to behold. Thank you so much. I love you all. Let's do a little Just Ask Jeff going straight into it. Queen Tanya P. What up, Tanya P? Ring the bell. She asked, well, she says, and she asks, I'm so excited for you and what, wait, hold on, Yashon, my nose is running like I'm Joe Biden Jr. Damn, I feel like I'm sniffing coke up in here like the, like the junior or, or, or the president. 
know what I'm saying? Gosh. All right. I think I'm getting a little cold, y'all. Anyway, Tanya P says, I'm so excited for you and what you would undoubtedly do next year with your show. It's been the best thing smoking. Uh, thank you, Mama. I have to know this, though. Will we hear and hopefully see more of Dr. Jeff Love, the licensed Georgia driver, love counselor in 2020? Uh, when I say see, I mean we would love to see you on Facebook. Well, I am on Facebook. YouTube, sorry, Facebook and YouTube. I was about to say I am on Facebook, but I don't do a lot of videos, Tanya. Um, uh, we need Doc Love. Take a bow and a well-deserved rest, Jeff. Of course, I'll still be listening every week until a new season. Love you, and thanks for providing us all with knowledge, motivation, passion, and a raw kind of comedic timing that seems all too natural for you. Always praying and wishing you the best. I tell you what, Tanya P, you are one of the shining examples of why I do this, her. You are one of the examples why I do this, her. Uh, Jeff Love, you will definitely hear from Dr. Jeff Love, the licensed uh, 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 love counselor and relationship guru. Uh, I am licensed because I have a valid Georgia's driver's license, and I think that makes me just as licensed as any freaking love counselor that you could. You know, these love counselors, they don't do nothing but read books, you know. Not that that's a bad thing because I'm an avid reader also, but I give it to you raw. You know, a couple come into my office, I'm going to tell them who fucked up. One of y'all is fucked up. That's how I'm going to be talking to the couples, youngin. Yo, yo, ma'am, 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 you fucked up. You fucked up. You won't play with his penis when he's sleeping and he doesn't like that. So he went and got it played with. Cut it out. You fucked up. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell the husbands the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to see Dr. Jeff Love. Yeah, yeah, girl. I may do a lot more videos, Tiny P. I can't guarantee you that. I'm busy, man. Like, I, I try to slow down and do stuff. I would love to do a, um, a YouTube thing, but I don't have the organization for it. I really don't. And I don't have the available manpower to get something like that started. So I can't, can't promise that you'll see me a lot, but you're going to hear... Uh, uh, Dr. Jeff Love for 2020. Tanya P, thank you for all the support that you've given me since day one. And uh, when I open up 2020, I'm going to be talking about my biggest, my biggest family, man, from from Peaches D to, man, Swole Mina to Tanya P, Callie Bourne. Man, it's, yo, Stevie, yo, 2020, I got y'all. All right, this is from Queen Donna and some of those lovely ladies of Gwinnett Medical who check the show out when they carpool and on their individual time. Salute to you ladies, ring the bell. Beautiful ladies of Gwinnett Medical Center. What age range was your sexual prime in your opinion? We were discussing how so many men nowadays suffer from, this is from Queen Donna, y'all. We were discussing how so many men nowadays suffer from some kind of sexual dysfunction, even at younger ages. I'm in my 40s, and it seems like men of my era didn't really suffer from ED in the way we see now. We know that much of it is caused by diet, medications, drugs, etc., but some of it is just natural dysfunction. Has your light dimmed, Mr. Moody? Or are you still burning bright? Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. And yes, I hope to be sitting down and not in public when you answer this one. Love you. Peace. I love you back, Queen Donna. Let me keep it real with you. I ain't gonna lie. 
Queen Donna. <laughs> shit, I can't believe I'm saying this shit, man. Oh, man. Queen Donna, I mean, the light. It, it's still on. It's still on. It's still on. But I got some times when it's dim. Oh, shit. Yo, Sean, cover your ears, man. Cover your ears, man. You're too, young. You're too young to be worried about Woody's, man. This grown folk shit. Cover your ears and play the Dilla. Queen Donna. Ah. Back in the day, I was something. You know? <laughs> shit, man. Oh, shit. I can't believe you even asked me some shit like this, man. You know, back in the day, Queen Donna... You know, I, 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 I'm fortunate to say that my penis is, you know, blessed, blessed a lot of, you know, vaginas. I'm saying that respectfully, you know? Oh, man. And you know, you know the mark of when your light is still, what you say, is my light, is my light still? What you say, is it still burning bright? Is it dim? When, when my light was burning bright? You know how I know it was burning bright? Because they would call me. <laughs> shit, man. Oh, shit. Queen Donna, they used to call me. I've had women put me on planes. I have. I'm not lying. I've had women offer to pay for cabs and food and, and, and want to go away to the beach because my light was burning bright. Nobody would pay for a cab for me now. Nobody. Thank God for Mrs. Moody. She tolerates my half-lit, my half-lit light. Play a shake, young Sean. Oh, man. I got a half-lit light. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes squeeze down. Sometimes, sometimes I have a flashback. Sometimes, sometimes squeeze down. I have a flashback. I used to be something. I used to come up in there. Take that. Take that. What's my name? Take that. Ooh, ha. Take that. I used to make them scream. They used to, ha. I used to leave and girls used to sing to me, man. You think I'm bullshitting? You know when you bad in the bed? I mean, bad meaning good. When you lay it down and a woman got to recover. And then she recover and she get up and make you a meal. Or she go get you a 40 ounce and roll you a blunt. I don't drink 40s or smoke blunts anymore. I'm just saying, when I did, it's what they did. Oh, my lights. My lights a little dim. Can't lie. Damn it. My penis is used. Got a lot of mileage on it. Got a high mileage penis. I you know, I don't know if it would pass Carfax. <laughs> I don't know what that Carfax report would be. I am happy to say the penis, the penis, the penis has been in one spot for 25 years now. now I don't know if Mrs. Moody is being kind or if she's just used to it. There's some days I'm an animal and there's some days when it's just best for us to go to bed. You know it's bad when you make love and a woman gets up and puts clothes on and comes to bed and jeans and a winter coat and some boots. <laughs> and a belt. 
Ah, uh, uh, Queen Donna, shit. I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my light's still burning. You know, I'm, I'm 49 and I've had a I fractured my penis. I tell y'all that story again in 2020, and I can still keep a Woody, and I you know, but it's just not like back in the day, Queen Donna. My I think I go through bouts of erectile dysfunction at times. There's, you know, there's certain times and positions I just can't really get it up like that sometimes. See, I'm too honest. Because guys that go, no, they don't have any issues. I tell you, I, you know, I, I, hey, I'm going to say I'm gonna say my light is dim. I'm going to say my light is dim about 35% of the time. I don't know. I, in 2020, we get Miss Moody in front of the mic and 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 she'll, she can answer that better than me. I'm just telling y'all how I feel. Damn it. I was a bad motherfucker, Donna. I was a bad man. I had a body like a god. I was a bad man. I played basketball for five hours and a hundred degrees and work for eight hours, ten hours. I could jog in the morning and I could drink three forties and I could do all that and still come and rock the house for hours upon hours. I used to go so long down I've seen women tap out. Y'all think I'm bullshitting but if you know me, you know I'm not. Ain't nobody tapping out to me no more. Only way a woman taps out to me nowadays is if we're having sex and I do an MMA move. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show, family. Welcome back. Hey, yo, Sean, what happened? <laughs> you know, with this show, man, you never really know. You never really know if any of my words is my last, man. I don't know. That ended kind of abruptly. I was done anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I was just going to tell y'all the only, only way a woman tap out to me now is if I do an MMA move on it. That's it. Play that Dilla. I don't know what happened. Woo. I mean, you know, if this was terrestrial radio, uh, show, uh, young and I, I get uh, I get yanked, you know, per day. Uh, I would end up sweeping the halls if this was a a, a terrestrial radio station. Uh, uh, not that there's anything wrong with sweeping the halls. I'm just saying. All right. I got a quick one for y'all for the FB post of the week because this is just, I, I've never understood this. So let me read it to y'all real quick. The FB post of the week is, and this was uh, from, from the great group 30 Plus Entertainment. And it's from a king named Spud. I never read their first and last names. And I only read their stuff if I like it. I never read nothing I don't agree with because I don't want to offend none of my family because those are good people. So the FB post of the week is, if a man continuously tries to date a woman and she continuously says no, is it okay for him to start dating her friend? That is the FB post of the week. Let me nip this one in the bud real quick, young Sean. Listen, I'm from a school that we just don't mix and match unless that's the way that it was meant to be in the first place. You know, if you meet a young girl and she want to get busy and she want her friend to get involved, that's a whole different thing. But once I talk to a young lady, I'm not really interested in her friend like that. I don't know why people are so thirsty because I was I was I was looking at some of the comments for this. And it's like, of course, if she don't want to do it, her friend will. Ladies, let me ask you all a question. 
What kind of friends do y'all hang out with that'll bang the dude that's been continuously trying to get with you and you rejected him, then he went to her? Because most of the women I know would kick him to the curb. They'd be like, yo, dude, what do you think this is? I don't know what kind of women do that, but I know that women do. And I know that men, this is such a thirsty generation. I'm going to tell you something, man. If I'm if I'm around a group of women and I'm there's one I'm interested in and she's not with it, I'm just good. There's there's women outnumber men around eighteen to one, y'all. What are you within this circle of women acting like a thirst pro for? What is wrong with you guys, man? So I don't know. I'm gonna say no. There's so many questions. You know, I'm gonna have so many different just everyday people on next year to answer some of these questions with me. Uh, I, no. I mean, it's okay. You you can do, you can, you can, you can start. And listen, this say, is it okay for him to start dating her friend? So what that means is her friend is with it. Her girl, her friend like, girl, he ain't, you, you ain't want him. So I'm going to take him. What kind of thirsty broad is that? I, I just, yo, for me, it's a no. For me, it's a no. I don't know what it is for y'all. Y'all hit me up on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody show or hit me up. Text only at 678-386-5331. If a man continuously tries to date a woman and she continuously says no, is it okay for him to start dating her friend? That's just a no. Play that dealer, young Sean. Young Sean, when you listen, when you get in this zone, my man, don't be thirsty. You know, real women hate thirsty men. Thirsty men are just such an embarrassment for us all. But 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 this one illustrates a thirsty woman and man. Because it says, is it okay to start dating her friend? You have to have her friend's permission to start dating. Now, some of y'all may see it different. I don't know. I don't know. I know for me, it's a no-no. It's not okay to date a friend. What am I? Damn. That mean you were, that mean you probably had eyes for her friend while you were talking to her anyway. Hey, man. Maybe that's why she rejected you because she saw you got eyes for her peeps. Now, now let me not act like y'all women don't be together banging each other men, though. Let's keep it real. All right, yeah, because a lot of y'all ladies listening right now, y'all done been through a situation where y'all had to check your homegirl or where your homegirl went behind your back and banged your man. So we know y'all be hoeing. We know y'all got whole bones. But I just think that's a, I, I think that's thirst. I don't have attraction to any of my my people's women or, you know. And if it would be they friends, it's because my people don't talk to their friends. They talk to their woman. It's okay if you do it, but for me, that's thirst. All right? That was the FB post of the week. Wasn't that fast? I mean, that's how easy that shit was to answer. We'll be right back, family, with the world's most trifling people right here on the Jeff is Moody Show on Beat Break Radio, FM.com, Reach One Network.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show as we wind down on this final brand new episode of the 2019 season on Beat Break Radio FM.com, Reach One Network.com. My name is Jeff is Moody, and every single week I am your goddamn pilot for this three hour flight. My nephew, young Sean, is the one you hear placing that bed for that Dilla or whatever we may play. Uh, next year, by the way, we're going to be playing some production from some of my producers. <laughs> Excuse me, family. Excuse me, young Sean. Play that Dilla. Let's do the world's most trifling people, shall we? Family, as you all know, 
Trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crockpot full of trifling, from all points of egregious to every point of foolery imaginable. Every week, and sometimes bi-weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings, and then I will choose a winner at the end. Contestant number one this week on the world's most trifling people. Young Sean, it's like all of a sudden. You know what? This feels more like allergies than anything else. I got that Don, I got that Don Trump and Joe Biden Jr. sniff going on right now. Uh, didn't I get like nasal, y'all? Damn. Contestant number one. That don't stop the show. Y'all know that. Ring the bell for me. Florida Road Rager spits chewed food in woman's mouth during confrontation <laughs> oh yeah wait florida road rager spits chewed food in woman's mouth during confrontation this is according to the new york daily news my lord florida 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 david whipperman 61 years old was arrested after a road rage episode where he was accused of spitting chewed food into the mouth of the motorist he was in conflict with the police report states that Whipperman <laughs> exited his vehicle to confront the other motorists after both cars pulled over. When the woman rolled down her window, Whipperman allegedly spit food onto the motorist's face, leading some of the food to land in her mouth. Ew! Ew! While the incident occurred on October 29th, police just arrested Whipperman on November 21st and charged the 61-year-old with battery. He's trifling than a motherfucker. Hey, like I told y'all, the world's most trifling ain't always some earth-shattering end-of-the-world stuff. God, that's nasty. Contestant number two. You know, just, just let me read this. Drug companies under investigation by feds for opioid crisis involvement. Currently, six drug companies are under federal investigation for their hand in alleged opioid crisis that is taking place in America. The U.S. Attorney's Office in New York reportedly sent subpoenas to McKesson Corp., Amnil Pharmaceutical Inc., and Johnson & Johnson, Teva Pharmaceutical Industries, and Malincrot, PLC. I don't know what PLC means. At least not right now, I don't. The companies subpoenaed are being looked into to see if they intentionally allowed opioid painkillers to flood communities. <laughs> I, I hope some of y'all see in advance why I'm why I have this on World's Most Trifling. Johnson and Johnson released a statement uh, through their pharmaceutical unit, Janssen, saying Janssen believes that at all times its anti-diversion policies and procedures for distribution of its opioid medications comply with the law. In fact, monitoring data shows that the company's opioids were rarely diverted or abused. All right, y'all, that's contestant number two. I don't want to be a spoiler, so just let me read number three. 11 people injured after shooting in New Orleans' French Quarter. According to reports, 11 people were wounded during a shootout that went down on early Sunday morning in the French Quarter. Police Superintendent Sean Ferguson gave some details on the situation, saying two of the injured people were hospitalized and in critical condition. Uh, so far, gotten, and I hope they get well. Um, so far, only one person has been detained for the shooting. 
but it isn't known if the person had a role in the shooting. The shooting went down on Bourbon Street and, uh, and Ferguson said some individuals chose to do the wrong thing at the wrong time. We had officers right there within that very block that actually thought they were being fired on. Our officers were, the, were within feet when this incident occurred. But unfortunately, there were so many people out there, we were unable to determine who was firing these shots. Stay tuned for more details on this situation. So so who wins this week, family? Who wins this? Now, let, me, let me run it by y'all again. World's most trifling. You have a motorist that spits chewed food in another motorist's mouth. You have pharmaceutical companies being investigated by the feds for the opioid crisis in America. And you got some fucking idiots, some murderous idiots who in my world, they would get the death penalty tonight that injure 11 people, two of them critically. Thank God no one is dead. Let's hope that the critical condition people pull through. Send them your prayers, y'all. So who wins? Let me give you a second to pick who wins. You got it? All right, let me give you my opinion. Now, I really want to say the idiots who shot up the French Quarter are, are this week's world's most trifling because they had no regard for life to speak of. Have y'all ever been on a fr- in the French Quarter in the evening? If there's gunfire, many people are getting hit. It's jam-packed. People come there to party and celebrate life. Aren't you so sick of these scumbag motherfuckers, y'all? You, you know, you, you, I'm telling y'all, people talk about, oh, well, you know, Moody is wild as he is. Moody is, Moody is kind of conservative, whatever conservative and liberal is, fuck all of y'all. Fuck both of you. Yo, I, I'm about what's right and wrong. And I ain't conservative or liberal. I'm about what's right or wrong as a human being. And this planet don't need motherfuckers that'll pull out guns and, and start firing randomly in the crowd. It's like, you, it could be women, children. You don't know who it could be. This is, this is nuts. People like that, I like to catch them and, and give them the death penalty the same night. As long as we can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt they're guilty so we don't, we don't murder, we don't kill any innocent people. But no, they don't win. Y'all know who wins? The federal government. The federal government wins the 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 world's most trifling. And let me tell you why. Because for the crack epidemic, Lord knows the only motherfucking solution this government had was to call the crackheads animals, losers, bums, derelicts, to call the drug dealers animals, thugs, gangbangers and all that. And y'all did not give a fuck about how crack ravaged the black communities. Now this opioid crisis is largely a white American problem. And here comes the motherfucking federal government, all of a sudden hollering at the pharmaceutical companies. Listen, pharmaceutical companies, it's bad enough that in 20 years or so, white people will be the minority in America. We're not going to let you guys knock off our whites. Don't act like this is niggers and crack here. Play that dealer, young Sean. federal government you get the fucking world's most trifling award 
You know, I, I, and, and I don't know how much more blatant things could get with us at this stage in time. Is that stage in time or point in time? Who cares? Play that Dilla. Yo, did y'all hear my bell? I didn't ask y'all this whole time if y'all heard my bell for the show. It's because I'm 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 fucking unchained and un unhinged this week. All right. If y'all didn't, if I didn't say it earlier, can y'all hear my bell? Yeah, the show's almost over, but did you hear it? <laughs> Federal government, you win. You win. Pharmaceutical companies ain't gonna lose a fucking dime, even if they found guilty. They got all the money in the world to pay. But ain't that something, y'all? I tell you, you you mess with America's whites, you gonna pay. It get real. You ravage black communities with drugs smuggled in by the government? Nothing. They do a couple of fake just say no's. They do a couple of fake raids and they act like they care. And these communities that were ravaged in, some of them are ravaged now. But don't you fuck with America's whites. Shit. Sometimes if y'all think my show anti-white, you're dead wrong. But hell, what the fuck? If I read shit like this, what do you want me to do? Lie? You want me to say something that's not true? Huh. Federal government, you win the world's most trifling people award. You've been winning it forever, and I'm sure you'll win it again. We'll be right back with the polar opposite of trifling. (laughs) And it won't be the federal government. You win. Don't you fuck with America's whites. Y'all better know that shit. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. And this is the final segment of an all-new Jeff is Moody for 2019. Let me remind you all that I will be coming back either the first or second week of January 2020. I will be letting you know as, as the weeks go by, I will be letting you know through social media on the Jeff is Moody account on Instagram, um, Jeffrey Robinson on FB. You'll know me when you see me. And also, uh, Beat Break will be announcing when I'll be back. And also, I suggest you guys continue to tune in, if you like, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, because we'll be doing some best of. We'll be playing some of my podcasts from back in 2016. You will be amazed how they are still kicking and hitting. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to mix them up here and mix them up there. And just because we're on hiatus, family, tune in. All right. Because you never know when I may drop one or two segments during this uh, hiatus. You know, it'll usually always be the first one because I like to tell you guys what's going on every week, whether we're giving you replays or whatever. So tune in. Tune in. You know, you've been tuning in for 40 plus weeks. I want to thank all you guys for that. And um, that's going to bring me to the polar opposite of trifling. Listen, as we get out of here for 2019, um, we know that, yes, it's true. The world is full of trifling people. But let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the opposite of trifling. And let's talk really quickly about a World War II veteran who credited the longevity that he has to a daily Coors Light. That's a bear. (laughs) He turned 102. Actually, he turned 102 yesterday on December 1st. So this article goes on to say drinking beer would apparently keep you young. At least it has done so for World War II veteran Andrew E. Slavenick, who is celebrating his 102nd birthday. That on, on yesterday was December 1st. 
Um, the centenarian started drinking a Coors Light at 4 p.m. every day 16 years ago, though he was a Coors fan long before that. In 1996, he actually started drinking regular Coors beer, his son Bob said last year, before his dad made the switch to the light American lager, lager and discovered he actually prefers the taste. So after his story was widely shared, Slavonik was even surprised with a bear fridge from Miller Coors, and he was offered a trip to Colorado headquarters. They gave them apparel, and you know they gave him some beer, right? So, um... His son said it's been a hell of a year for dad. You know, he just loves it. He's met so many people and, you know, he gets to, you know, people, you know, it's always amazing to see a person over 100 years old that's still just functional and doing their thing or just over 100 years old, period. So he just loves seeing people and talking to them. So um, despite the newfound attention, Slavonik is keeping one ritual the same, his daily bear. So he served as a nose gunner on the B-24 Liberator and a top turret gunner on the B-17 Flying Fortress and trained new pilots transitioning from two-engine to four-engine planes during the war. So um, I got to tell you, if one bear day got him to 100, y'all, I'm going to live to at least 200 years old. Because <laughs> if one bear gets you to 100, Lord knows five or six may get me to 200 or, 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 or not. You know, we'll see. But why did I pick this story besides the fact that I love beer? Well, really, the reason I picked this story is because this man found out what brings him longevity. You know, and it's good to see people put their time in on this planet and still find a way to live all of their years happy, even if it's just the one little tiny beer. Family, you have to find what prolongs your life and happiness. Although nothing is guaranteed, you know what I'm saying? It may be a bear, it may be prayer, it may be a walk, it may be a movie, it may be a book. But find a way to get through life. Nothing doesn't have to be guaranteed, but while you're here, find a way to prolong yourself, right? You know, this gets me to thinking about my grandmother, Adele. And she is 100 years old and she is she's 107 months and change. And, you know, about a week and a half ago, her doctor gave her just two days or so to live. She's still kicking. She's still kicking. And you wonder what brings her longevity. I think with her, she doesn't talk much nowadays. She's pretty much confined to the bed and things of that nature. But they still get her out to go to church and everybody still comes by and she's just she's just worshipped throughout the town. But she is the goddess of our family. And I think that when she thinks about her longevity, it is the love that is within her family. That's what she thrived off. Um, Her loving husband who passed away some time ago, that's what she thrived on. Her children, her grandchildren, her greats, her great-greats. She she is the author of, of, of a humongous family. But she's always done right. She's always been fair. She's always been a woman of God. She's always loved. She's always cared. And I think that's what got her through this time. You see, we don't have to be victims of our circumstances. We can be great. We don't have to wallow in misery. Why are we wallowing at 20, 30, 40, and 50, and 60 years old when 
someone that's living a hundred uh, for a hundred in two years drinking a beer. You know, I bet it's not that beer that's the key to to Mr. Slavonik's longevity. I just bet it's the spirit behind him. I bet he's a good man. And Lord knows my grandmother is a good woman. And we don't know how much longer she has on this earth. But let me say on my platform, on my show, Grandma Adel, we love you so much. We love you so deeply and we love you so dearly. And there'll just never be anything else like you again. They just don't make them like they made you. So I honor you. And and we we get down as much as we can. And I'm, go, I'm going to get down there, Um, I think, this week. Something's telling me you'll still be ticking. Because sometimes science doesn't know more than the creator does. Be well, people. Do well. Think well, act well, be positive, although it's hard sometimes. Happy birthday, Andrew E. Slavinick. And even more special is my grandma. Accomplished, beloved, and being the epicenter of a massive loving family. And you can't ask for much more than that in this world. And because of that, that makes Mr. Slavinick the polar opposite of trifling but it makes my grandma the ultimate example of the polar opposite of trifling I love you grandma we all do see you soon okay fam that was the Jeff is Moody show I hope you enjoyed the show, but make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for love over hate, peace over war, and don't forget, you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is my madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm going to talk my shit. Family, the ATL traffic mix with DJ Naturell is up next. I love you all. I appreciate you all, and thanks for letting me be me. And we'll see y'all in 2020 with all brand new fire. Make sure that you continue to tune in for updates and everything that's going on with the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, ReachOneNetwork.com. Uh, the Jeff is Moody show is on Spotify and you can Google it. It's all over the place. All right. Young Sean, good job keeping that bounce going. Nephew, you did it all year. You didn't drop the ball. And when you did, you picked it up and scored a touchdown. Proud of you, man. Hey, yo, Sean Garvey, bruh, about 45 in a row. Oh, but they ain't seen nothing yet. If you thought 2019 was special, you ain't ready for 2020. And when it's all said and done, bro, we got another one. See y'all next year. Thanks for the support. Love y'all. Love you, Gramps. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87.